Welcome to the Off the Bench Podcast, home of all things sports here in the Central Valley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench. Welcome back to the Off the Bench podcast. How are we doing, Jason? Doing well, doing well. Well, this is, uh, man, I'm excited about this one. This, we're going to step out today. We got a new guest today from, uh, from the South Valley. Well, Bakersfield Christian High School action. Yeah, we're going to bring on Coach Garrett Brown, boys basketball coach. Kind of been doing some big things the last couple of years. Yep. State champion. Yeah, Valley champ, state champion. At least that's what, you know. I'm going to call him a state champion. I'm going to call him a state champion as well. Nobody beat him. So when you win your last game of the year. That's right. That's right. You're the champ. And you're in the state playoffs and you win the last game of the year. You should be, you are what people would say is a state champion. That's right. Yeah. It's good stuff though. It's a good, good conversation with him. We get to hear all about, you know, his playing career and how he got into coaching and how he wound up kind of stepping into that role at Bakersfield Christian, mm-hmm. um, kind of a different, unique story. He's not on campus every day, has a, jo- has a, a, a full-time job off campus. So that's a little bit of a different lifestyle. And then I think also too, being a uh, college coach's son. Yeah. Yeah. Get to hear about it growing up as a college coach's son and what that's like. And, you know, he played at the collegiate level himself. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good score. Good story. Always good talking hoops with guys like that. So, uh, yeah, it was really fun. I think yeah, it, we talked about some controversial uh, Bakersfield news as well. We did. There, <laughs> some people like to stir the pot a little bit. You even took to Twitter a little bit and stirred the pot. So, yeah. yes. So, uh, my buddies AJ and Rue, this one's for you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They, uh, we, we kind of stepped into it, not fully realizing how deep some of that went. But there's some some drama about the the player of the year, Bakersfield player of the year. Hmm. And uh, who, you know, some people thought it should have gone somewhere else. You have two coaches fighting for their players. That's right. And as they should, they should, right? You have two programs who, two great kids, two unbelievable players. And you know, it's. Only one man can win the, win the award. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, we're going to get to that here in a couple of minutes. It was a good talk with coach Garrett Brown. And uh, I think you guys will really Really enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. And if you're new from the Bakersfield area listening to this, we just want to say thank you and, uh, you know, stick with us for a little bit. So, in other news, the, uh, you know, football's, football's rolling now, dude. I didn't, High I don't, school football. I don't know that I ever fully believed it was going to happen. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. This is the first time I've seen uh, high school football in March. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's weird. But it even felt normal last night because it was raining and it almost felt like a normal fall evening. But yeah, and I, you know, it's good always watching the news and watching the, you know, Friday night football and kind yeah. of just getting the updates and the scores from all across the teams in the Valley. And, um, you know, and talking about Bakersfield, uh, Garces looks unbelievable and they play an absolute juggernaut coming up here in a couple of weeks in Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon. That's, that's, uh, so that's going to be a mighty task for them and, you know, wish them the best of luck and hopefully they, you know, they represent the Valley in a positive way and right. bring a little light to the rest of the teams. Cause I think the last time Sierra Canyon played a uh, central section team, they lost to them in the state championship central. 
Yeah, yeah, Central a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, just last last year it was Central. Oh, is that who they beat? In the yeah. Central? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Talking about Central, they had an unbelievable comeback win against Clovis High. Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a way to kick off kick off the football season here in the yeah. Valley. And yeah, I'm always Central's close to my heart because my brother in law is one of the varsity uh, football coaches, one of the assistants on that staff. I know Kyle Biggs and former player that I used to coach and DJ Stevenson, uh, scoring four touchdowns, two in the air, two in the ground, you know, get to see him. And they, they, they took a two your alma mater. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, it is close high, but you know, my, you know, I, when you got family involved that's, and I'm always going to root for family, that's, that's true, for sure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good game. I, I think it, it, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it probably drew some more, some more viewers to that YouTube page. Cause yeah. as soon as it, uh, started all of a sudden Clovis high was up like, you blink and they're up 21 nothing. Yeah, it was like the first four minutes they yeah. jumped off. And, you know, that's the cool thing I always like about going on social media. And you see guys like Paul and Austin doing the Clovis Sports Report. And that's, a, you know, I kind of able to follow a lot of the Clovis athletics through them. And so it was good to, you know, good to go back and see like Andy Bogart, those certain guys who follow local sports. And, you know, you can get those updates and be able to see it, especially now when we really can't be at those games. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. It was cool to be able to go online and, you know, check into some of those games and see the see the YouTube feed and the the streams going. A little different than being able to be in the stands, but yeah. your alma mater uh, had a nice Dude, dominating win as well. Madera had a uh, big forty nine to zero win over Hoover. Yep. Um. Yeah. That's that was crazy. I had a buddy on the sideline and uh getting some updates there, and yeah, that was a huge win for the for the Coyotes. So it's just fun, man. Yeah. I'm, it's- that's getting started. Baseball gets started, I think, next week. And Volleyball kind of just ended. Like, it started, but then it ended, and they yeah. were indoors, and then they were doing, like, outdoor courts. And so it's kind of crazy, but, you know, they got going, and then it kind of ended. And then right for basketball, it's starting up in the gym, which is always, you know, anytime you can play basketball in a gym, just exactly. like how Dr. James Naismith invented the game for, <laughs> it's a lot better. Yeah, it's good. You guys are back in the gym working out again, and... uh you know, I think cross country is officially over now. Okay. Yeah. I, you mentioned volleyball. Those, those outdoor courts were really slick. They uh, were. That was pretty cool. I, I kind of wonder if maybe in the future, you know, they'll be back in the gym full normally, but I wonder if they, there wouldn't be a game or two where they just do like a special outdoor Kind of like the NHL does. Yeah. Like the NHL does it or, you know, the, you, you know, college you, basketball you, used to do that on the Navy ship. Exactly. Yeah. So when they go on the ship and stuff like that, that'd be kind of a cool, fun yeah. atmosphere to, you know, get some more student involvement. And majority of those girls play beach volleyball as it is. That's like true. Yeah. My niece plays volleyball and, you know, she plays beach volleyball. And so it's... Yeah, they play all over the place. Yeah. So. They just yeah. need a net and a volleyball. Yeah, it was cool. I, I saw that even... Uh, even f- At first, I think it was just Clovis schools doing the outdoor thing uh, with that special sport court they were bringing in. But I saw that Fowler High did it as well. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I think I think it'd be fun even when they're back in the gyms to make that kind of a special event. So, yeah. Or even, you know, I don't know, just maybe you do one indoor and then you're doing like an outdoor team, you know, yeah. like you just kind of just one oh, season's yeah, indoor, like falls indoor, springs outdoor or something like that. Or, yeah, you know, kind of be, do. but yeah. yeah, those are really cool. So man, it's hard to keep up with right now. There's just so much so happening. Much. And then you got March madness. Yeah, dude, you got March madness. There's the craziness of all that. And I'm just going to guess that you did not have oral Roberts. Uh, I did not have Oral Roberts. <laughs> I did not. Um, 
but yeah, it's, you know, talking about just thinking about it, uh, like Shantae Leggins, his team barely lost to Kansas. Yeah. Another Fresno connection. Yeah. But, um, they have two, he has two guys on his team, two brothers that, um, uh, there's a lot of college coaches. I imagine watched them play and we're like, oh yeah, we messed up. We missed those guys. Cause they could flat out, flat out play. Yeah. Seriously. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, March madness, you have men's and women's tournaments, chaotic craziness. Fresno state had that big win against Missouri. Anytime you beat an SEC team, you know, they might, you can argue the SEC is the best yeah. conference in college and women's basketball. And to beat a team in that, even though it's the NIT, but anytime you can get those type of wins, it's, it's great for the program. Down 20 points to come back and win that game. That was wild. Especially on that three-pointer, did you yeah. see the, the last shot to take yeah. the lead? That ball looked like it was going nowhere <laughs> near. His ball bounced straight but up. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... It's it's a great time in athletics right now. I don't. This might be the only time in March where we have football, yeah. basketball. We have all these sports all at once. All at once, man. It's life is busy right now. I know you're back in the gym. You're coaching. You know we're we're coaching boys and girls tennis right now. Running around all over the place, trying to coach two teams. And life's crazy right now. It but is. you know, as boring as it was for so long, I'll take the crazy right now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, it's been a year. It's yeah, been over a year. Exactly. So it's been fun. Well, Hey, uh, you, you've been blowing my mind a little bit, Jason. <laughs> We've been doing these shows, right? We're, this is episode seven. And it seems like every time we talk to somebody, you know, for example, we talked to Noel Felix and he'll, he'll mention a teammate that he had at Inglewood high and Jason LaFour here will just be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, you know, he went to he went to LSU or he went to Utah State. And there's just been a few of those moments where you have you have blown my mind with that random knowledge. So I got a little game we're going to play here. And again, I didn't you don't even No, you told me beforehand. I got a little nervous and you, you've, it, you've gotten about a five minute notice on this. It's funny because my dad tells me this all the time growing up. I had all this knowledge of sports and stats and he's like, I'm glad you're able to put that to use. But then I'm also kind of nervous too, because I have a feeling if I don't know it, my buddy, uh, Alex Gianetta will, and he's <laughs> going to give me a hard time because his trivia of these things is greater than mine. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, my, my goal here is, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to stump you a little bit. So okay. I, got a, I got five guys that are current. NBA, any, any of them from Kentucky? No, I, okay. I avoided Kentucky on okay. purpose. <laughs> okay. And none are from Fresno State. Okay. So, but I got five guys. They are all current NBA players. All Americans? I mean, they're all from the United States. Like, I don't got nobody from like Lithuania or Croatia or Yugoslavia no. or something like Cold War and stuff like that. No, no. they okay. all went to a college. Okay. There's no Ricky Rubio's here okay. that you got a name. He's like elementary school or something. No Yi Jin Lin from China or no, something like that? No. Okay. I'm, I'm you know, a little, <laughs> little friendlier than that. Okay. So... Um, let's see here. Let me pull this up. Five guys in no particular order here. And we're going to see, we're going to see if I can stump you a little bit. So player number one, where did this guy go to school? Jason Kent Bazemore. Oh my goodness. Kent Bazemore. Where did Kent Bazemore go to school? I think he played for the Warriors. He's played for Portland. He plays for Golden State currently right now. He's a lefty. Oh my goodness. I have actually no clue where Kent Bazemore played at college. I thought some of these guys like Kent with the little lower salaries might get you, but Kent was an old Dominion guy. ODU. Yeah. Okay. I was, couldn't, 
couldn't even, yeah, ODU is not somebody I'm paying attention to. Okay. Number two, Jalen Brunson. Oh, that's easy. That's Villanova. That's right. Yeah. He won national championships yeah. there. Yeah. That's easy. Plays for their, uh, is he still with the Mavs? Uh, yeah, I got him okay. with the Mavs. Okay. Yep. I was going to say, yeah, good little point guard. Yeah. Third season out of Villanova. Yep. Yeah. National champion. Let's see here. Number three, Derek Favors. Oh, that's uh, Georgia Tech. That's right. Yep. But he went back to East Point for the Utah Jazz, left, came back. Yep. 11th season right now, playing for the Jazz out of Georgia Tech. And number four, Scott, I got you one. I, you got me with the I OPU. got you once, the very first one. Yeah. Let's see here. Number four, Jeff Teague. See, here's the thing about Jeff Teague. His younger brother, Marcus Teague, played at Kentucky and won a national championship with Kentucky. So Jeff Teague actually, uh, oh my goodness, it's it Wake Forest or Georgia Tech? I believe it's Wake Forest. That is correct. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. And number five here. Let's see if you can go four for five. We got Mr. Patrick Beverly. Oh, Pat Beverly, the kid out of Chicago, undrafted. Oh, I believe my man is a Razorback. That's correct. Arkansas. The SEC, man. Well done. All right. Well, I got you a little bit here. Hey, in baseball terms, uh, your buddies from hit or die would believe I'm, I'm batting 800. Batting that's, eight. that's Hall of Fame right there. That is Hall of Fame level. <laughs> that's true. Man, of all things, I got you on the very first one. Yeah, I'm not going to know. That's, but <laughs> all the other guys were from Power 5 schools. Yes. You got I, me from with ODU. There. I had to mix it up a little bit and try to yeah. throw something. I was like, little. oh, I knew. Yeah, Ken Bazemore. Good player, though. Played that good. Yeah, he's a good player. Lefty shooter. I'm always a big fan of the shooters, but All right, well, a little disappointed on that. One. Maybe we'll continue with a few more next week and see if I can uh, <laughs> see if I can get you a little. Now I'm gonna have to study up. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Stumping, uh, trying to stump Jason here, and uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna get onto this thing. We got Gary Brown here, and uh, it was fun. I'm excited to get you know hear about some Bakersfield stuff here. You know, up in Fresno. Bakersfield kind of gets forgotten about a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think they get enough respect. Yeah. Um, definitely on the uh, boy side of basketball. I don't think they get enough respect here in Fresno area, but they got some unbelievable young coaches um, down there in Bakersfield. They, they compete, they battle. And, you know, you can argue the last two boy state championships have came from uh, Bakersfield. So obviously some of their coaches are doing some things right. And, but yeah, uh, it was definitely the most entertaining. I haven't had this much fun in a while with Coach Brown. Yeah, it was fun. And we get to hear about, you know, uh, a really, you know, it sounds like a really incredible player, a multi-sport guy mm -hmm. who's up at Stanford now. So, yeah, it was good stuff. So I hope you, hope you guys enjoy this one. And You know, he was the best basketball player in Bakersfield. He, he won the award. He won the award. He won the award. It's so up to debate, but. Let's, uh, you know. If you're listening to this and you disagree or if you agree, let's hear about it on Twitter. Oh, yes. Yes. We've, we've already we've already heard a little bit there. Rue, this is you. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, Garrett Brown, let's uh, let's do it. Off the bench podcast. Here we go. Here we go again, Off the Bench Podcast. We are back. We got another good one today. Yes, we do. We got the head basketball coach at Bakersfield Christian High School. Southern section champs, also state champs. Um, guys doing big things down there. Yeah, it's like he, st he steps in day one and just, just starts winning. 
just taking Bakersfield by storm. That's right. How are we doing today, Coach? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I like that intro. Can I can I take you can I take you guys everywhere I go? <laughs> For That's, sure. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> For sure. So I'm talking about. So let's go back to the beginning, Coach. Uh, tell us about your playing days. Uh, Centennial High School, right? Yeah, you guys did your research. <laughs> a little, yeah. little bit, a little uh, bit. Yeah, so uh, moved here summer 97. Um, so I actually played my freshman year at Chatfield High School um, in Littleton, Colorado, which was which is actually Columbine's rival. Oh. Um, when, yeah, when my dad was the head coach at uh, Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado. Um, and then he uh, got the head assistant job at Cal State Bakersfield, summer 97. And then we moved out here, and uh, Bo Redstone was actually the head coach at Centennial. Um, and he's a former player at Cal State Bakersfield. So uh, my dad wanted me to play for him. So he moved us into Centennial's district and then uh, played for him, played JV as a sophomore, even though I shouldn't have. I still, I still, uh, <laughs> give, I still give Bo crap to this day about it. Um, and then, uh, played two years for him on varsity. Um, you know, he ran me off probably about 75 screens a game cause I could create a shot for myself. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, after that, um, went to, went to BC, had, had a couple small looks out of high school, nothing crazy, some D threes and NAIs, um, thought it would be best that I go the Juco route, uh, to develop my game. Um, you know, became a even better shooter in college. Um, that was probably my best attribute. Not probably, it was my best attribute. Um, and I could shoot it from, from deep with consistency, probably about seven to eight feet behind the three point line, you know, wasn't, wasn't the fleet of foot kind of guy. So on ball defense wasn't my thing, but help, help defense and communication and having a high IQ for the game. Um, went a long way for me. And then uh, something that's a lost art in this game was, uh, or it is now, uh, I was a really good post passer. So being able to feed the post was something that was a, a big attribute for me. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, that's the beginning. And then uh, Grand Canyon. So I think yeah. you talked about being a coach's son. Like, I don't know of any, maybe my own son, but uh -huh. most, right. Most coaches, kids have high basketball IQs, right? Like you're just, mm -hmm. you know, like how many times did you growing up just sit there, watch film with your dad or be in the practices in the gym and you know, like how much, you know, that, you know, that translates and seeing the game completely different than, you know, your peers in high school. Yeah. All, I mean, all the time. I mean, uh, that was our thing. Um, especially in Colorado. Um, before high school, I was at every single practice, you know, driving with him to, to good old Golden, Colorado, um, to watch, you know, his practices with mines. And, you know, when he took over that job, they were 0-27 the year before he got there. So to see him build that program from, you know, zero wins and then had four, four wins the first two seasons, four, four wins the first year, four wins the second year. Then 13, 13 in his fifth year, he had 17 wins and he had his best recruiting class coming in. So just watching that, the development and watching all the work he put in to, to build that program from, from nothing to something was, was awesome for me as a young kid, you know, and, and watching film and, 
being around the guys and playing against them and everything like that. It was great. Just, you know, it really helped my development, you know, cause they didn't take it easy on me. They wanted to kick my ass every time <laughs> we played cause I was the coach's kid. So uh, that, that, that definitely really helped. And, you know, being a gym rat and everything like that, and, you know, it's, it, it was, it was fun for sure. So did you, before you, you talked about you guys came from Colorado, did you move around a lot because your dad being a college coach and right? Like it's, yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough gig. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, he coached high school basketball, um, at St. Mary's up in, uh, Stockton and Tokay up in Stockton, uh, for the first four years of me being around. And then he got his first college coaching job in 1989, I believe at UC Davis. And he was the assistant coach for the, legend Bob Hamilton, who the courts are named after at UC Davis. And he was the assistant there for, I think it was two years or maybe three. And then, um, went on to, uh, be an assistant under Bob Gaylord at Lewis and Clark college, another legend. And he was also the associate athletic director there. And he was only there for nine months in one calendar year. And then he was an assistant coach at university of Washington. Um, for two seasons, he was a part-time assistant. Um, it might've been three, but he was there for a couple of years. And on that staff, Lynn Nance was the head coach. And on that staff was my dad, um, Trent Johnson, who then went on to Nevada and Stanford yep. and, uh, LSU and TCU and Mark Fox, who okay. went to, went to Nevada with, with Trent and then took over when Trent left for Stanford and then went to Georgia and is now at Cal. So at one point when my dad was head coach at Cal state, there was, there was three guys on that staff that were division one head coaches. That's crazy. So that was, that was, that was really fun. And, and being able, being around that atmosphere, you know, Jason Kidd was at Cal, Gary Payton was at Oregon state, Harold Miner was at USC. Um, Arizona was ranked like number two, number three in the country. They had, Sean Rooks, Ed Stokes, Damon Stoudemire, Khalid Reeves. Um, they were, they were, they were loaded. Um, so yeah, that, that was fun. And then, uh, after Washington, that's when he got his first day coaching job at, at Colorado School of Mines. Um, and then turned that program around and then came out here to, to Cal State Bakersfield was the assistant from 97 to 05, took over as head coach from 05 to 2010. And then New Mexico State for five years. Um, with Marvin Menzies and got to be in the gym every day with Pascal Siakam. You know, he's the, he was the post coach for Pascal. So he was in there with Pascal working every day for three years and then went to UNLV for two. And now this is year three at Fresno state. So yeah, I, I obviously I didn't, I'm grown now. So I didn't move <laughs> with them to New Mexico, UNLV or Fresno, but all those other places. Yeah. It was like being a military kid. I was gonna say, do you even unpack or do you just leave everything in the boxes? Uh, no, I, I left, I left everything in the box. I, <laughs> I still got, I still got them in boxes right now. <laughs> so, so dad coming to Fresno state, was that a Bakersfield connection with, with coach Hudson? Yeah. So, uh, actually Hutt was, um, he was a, he was the JV coach at BHS when we first moved here. Uh, you know, funny story. Hopefully he listens to this at some point. So <laughs> I, I, I bring it up to him all the time. He, they were, he was 22 and one, the one year he was a JV coach at BHS His one loss to me. <laughs> How many did you drop on him? I had like 28 
I, they zoned us. I don't know. Oh. I still don't know why. I still don't. I still don't know why. Zone buster. Day, Zone buster. I was, yeah, I was killing that game. So that was fun. That was fun for me. It's, it's fun now, you know, because I get to bring it up to him whenever I see him. So, um, and then after that year, he became. Uh, he was a graduate assistant at Cal State uh, before he got his first um, college coaching job at uh, Cal Poly. So, you know, they've been they've been close ever since, and. You know, had got the job and called Pops and said, hey, you know, I, I need you. I need you in Fresno. And he was like, I'm on my way. That's awesome. Okay, so let's go back yeah. to after Centennial. Was there like Bakersfield, like was just because it was the home Juco or is like, did you think about going, you know, going over the grapevine? Did you think about going yeah. like Porterville or, you know, COS? Is right. It- right. So I, I visited uh, Delta College actually when uh, Coach oh. Katz was the head coach there. Okay. Um, who's now the head coach at Sacramento State. And another funny story, you know, basketball, you know, the community, it's it's all intertwined, it's tight knit. Um, Brian Rooney was my host. Okay. He's now the he's now the head coach at Cal State East Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So he hosted me. Um, and I went up to Delta and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm up there and they were so damn good. I was like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> oh wow. I don't, I don't think I don't think I'm good enough to play here. And Katz was talking about gray shirting me. Um, and that's just not something I wanted to do. I wanted to play right away. Um, and then that's when, you know, Coach Hughes started recruiting me a little bit. And uh, that, that's where uh, that happened. And then I, I went to BC for two years and we were loaded, um, especially my freshman year. We were, we were extremely loaded. We lost in the Sweet 16 to LA Valley College, um, who ended up. Or not LA Valley. It was uh, LA Southwest. LA Southwest. We lost in the Sweet 16 to LA Southwest, and they ended up winning the state championship that year. Oh my wow! Freshman year. Did uh, you? And I. Good. No, go ahead. You finish. No, I was a uh, I was a six man for half the year, and then I started the other half the year. So I actually I shot 52 percent from three that year. Um, instant but, offense. But just instant dude, offense. I, had, I just I had so many athletes around me that it was just so easy. Like it, you drive on my side. If they help, I'm wide open. If they don't help, you got to lay it. Shooter's so dream. It, it, it just made the game so easy for me. Shooter's and dream. Yeah, it was great. And, and we had, we had post guys, we had wings, you know, we had guards that could really go. Um, but it was, it, it made the game so easy for me. And I made the game easy for them because they knew that if they drove on my side, they weren't going to get any help. And if they did, it was lights out. So. That, that was that was that was fun. That was definitely a fun fun time. So after Bakersfield, you talked kind of talked about a Grand Canyon. Did you have other places, other offers? Kind I of didn't what? have any other. I didn't have any other offers, but I had some other visits lined up. Um, I was going to go visit Humboldt. I was going to go visit Chico State um, and some other uh, Sonoma State, some other some other teams in the CC2A and in California. Um, but I went on my visit to Grand Canyon. And they, the guys showed me a good time. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, 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 they treated me real well. They took me out. They introduced me to some nice women and, uh, you know, the rest was history. So they, they kind of put me on the spot there and, and I committed, committed there. And, and when I got back to, got back to Bakersfield, um, I think I had my letter intent, uh, paperwork in the mail and then, uh, you know, signed that. And, uh, me and my dad, uh, took a shot of Patron right after. That's awesome. Uh, to, 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 to celebrate. So yeah, that was good. And I, I never wanted to play for him. 
Um, they probably would have recruited me, but I never wanted to play for my dad and he never wanted to coach me. Uh, you know, he has a rule that I'll never coach a player when I sleep with his mother. So <laughs> That's a good uh, rule. That is a good rule. <laughs> I know some so, coaches who don't follow that rule, <laughs> but right, that's a whole thing. Right. <laughs> for sure. So, um, yeah, so, so I, I, Grant Kane, I got, a, I got the opportunity, uh, to play against him twice. Um, uh, you know, we beat him at home. Um, I didn't score, but they were right. They were 13 and all ranked number seven in the country. My roommate hit a buzzer beater, uh, to beat them at home. And then we came up here, uh, to Bakersfield and I had 15 and we lost by, by like seven or eight. So, you know, pick and choose. And I, I, I still like the win, even though I didn't, I didn't make a huge impact. What was the scouting report? I know your dad had that, but like, what do you ever ask your dad? Like, Hey, what was the scouting report on me? Don't let him catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him catch it. And no matter where he catches it, it's going up. So, you know, it's, it's funny you ask that because when we came to Bakersfield, um, I, I think I, I, warm-ups I was I was feeling it it was one of those it was one of those things where I just had you know all the adrenaline flowing and everything like that and you know being back in my hometown and everything like that I don't think I missed it warm-ups and I was ready um and my coach put me in probably about 10 I want to say 10 11 minutes left in the first half and they were in a zone and I caught the ball uh, there was a road runner on the floor at that time. And it was probably in between half court and the three point line. And I shot it from the beak first catch and nothing but net. And my coach sent me out right after. I don't think he liked the shot selection. Wow. Um, yeah. So I didn't play the rest of the first half. And then my assistant kind of got in his ear. Um, second half, I came out and I had like 12 or 15 in the second half. And we made a little run to cut it to cut it at the end and we ended up losing by like six or seven. So, but, but now every, you know, just hearing him, hearing him on the, on the bench, you know, when I would catch the ball, there, don't let him catch it. Don't let him catch it. <laughs> so, cause he knew he was going to hear it from me later, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, that was the scout report. Don't, don't let me catch it and make me bounce it. Once I catch it, make me put it on the floor. Now you, you go, a, it's a good scout report. <laughs> you, uh, you wind up at Grand Canyon and yes. GCU was blown up in recent years in size, but how big was it yeah. back then? Tiny. It was a private Christian university back then. So it was $20,000 a semester to go to school. And I want to say the enrollment was like 3,400, something like that. It was, it was really small. Jeez. I think um, they're like 30,000 now. And we had a cracker box gym that we played in. Um, and, and my head coach would turn the heat on so that other teams weren't used to that. It was crazy. Um, and we barely, we barely got, I want to say half, half the gym, uh, with capacity. And now, you know, they have that 65, 6,700 seat arena. Yeah, it's that gorgeous. Is rock, now. That is, that is rocking every yeah. time you step in there, you know? And I mean, I don't know if you saw the quote from Patino a couple of years back when, when Louisville went there, he said, it's the best atmosphere he's ever coached. In. Yeah. I remember seeing that quote. And that's, you know, it's crazy how much has blown up, you know, Colangelo um, is involved over there and they pumped a ton of money into that place. And now it's a for-profit university. You know, they're, they're, they're killing the game. So, yeah, I think they're up to like, I think enrollment there's like 30,000 kids now and you know, yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the biggest online school in the country. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm getting my master's through them right now. 
Yeah, I want to. I want. I, I need to go back to school, and, I, and I've talked about. I called a counselor, and and I was he, I was headed back, and then uh, the pandemic hit, everything like that been going on. You know, homeschool with the kids and doing everything like that. So, kind of put that on the back burner. But yeah, that that's the plan for me. I want to go back and finish my degree, and then and then get my master's also. So after Grand Canyon, did you immediately move back to Bakersfield or? Yeah. So that after my year was up, they brought all the student athletes into the gym and they were, they were, they were losing money. And so they were going to go NAIA. Um, and I just didn't want to be a part of that process. I think they were going to cut scholarship money, um, everything like that. And it was already really expensive to go there. And I was on, I was on a half scholarship. So I had to, I had to cover the rest of the half of it. Um, so I, I came back to Cal State and I, I uh, registered because um, when you transfer within conference, um, you can't play. So I had a red shirt that year and, and uh, you know, then I just I got sidetracked and, you know, you know, the glorious days of college and doing stupid shit you probably shouldn't do. So that was me. So I I didn't I didn't play my senior year. So I still have a year of eligibility. If you know any D2s that, that need a guy who can shoot it, that can't guard anybody. Oh, I, we get you a spot. We get you, everyone needs a shooter. Everyone needs a shooter. The specialist. Mm-hmm. So what? So yeah, that, that, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that, I mean, that, yeah, that was it. So I came back and, uh, you know, went to kind of went to school. I can't even say I really went to school, but I, I came back and <clears throat> then I started working and started uh, building a family and the rest is history. So I imagine you all, you know, basketball had been pretty much around you since day one growing up. Since day one, yep. So did you, did you always, you know, foresee yourself going your kind of your dad's route and going, you know, coaching? For sure. Uh, You know, I always wanted to be a college basketball coach um, like my father, but then I started, you know, having, having kids and I know what it was like being a coach's son, a college coach's son. And, you know, my dad, he, he always, he always provided for us. Um, you know, we never need anything, but in terms of time and being around, uh, I mean, you know how it is. You coach at the college level. Yeah. I mean, he just wasn't really around, you know, missed a lot of my games, um, just missed a lot of time. And I just, I want to, I wanted to, I want to see my kids every day. You know, I want to be there for them. I want to, I want to help. You know, I want to do all the things that he wasn't able to do, you know, and, and I don't blame him for that. Our relationship is great. And I know he just wanted to be the best coach he could be, the coach at the highest level. So that's why he put in the time. Um, for me, I, I just want to be around my kids every day. So right now I'm just coaching high school basketball until maybe my youngest is out the house and then and then try to try to get into the college coaching at some point. No, I think that, you know, I, I don't like you hit on, you know, hit a great point. And I think that's the one thing with me is. My wife is, you know, when you're a college coach, you don't like in high school, for the most part, if you're not in an out of town tournament, you're coming home that night, you for know, sure. and you know, college coach, you could be on the road for a week, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's just a season. We're not even talking about recruiting and, you know, being a yeah, division yeah. one coach, it's, it's even a, a different animal. For sure. I mean, uh, the, the biggest recruiting um, part for him was July. So he was always in Tulsa and Texas and all those places for all the big showcases in the summer. And that was my birthday. He missed nine straight birthdays, you know, and there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah. I just, I gotta be, I gotta be there. 
So, you know, that's just something that, that I wanted to change, uh, for my kids. So no, I, that's yeah. where I'm at. No, I, my father was, you know, he was a, uh, the head track coach at Clovis West and which was kind of weird because, you know, I went to Clovis high and that was a rival, but that's a whole nother story another podcast (laughs) in itself. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like I totally, you know, like you miss out on things and it's just, you know, they're doing the best they can to provide. And you know, that's, I've thought about with my own kids as they've gotten older, you know, like stepping away, you know, cause I, I, I'm kind of like your dad, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I never really want, I've never had the ambition of coaching my own kids, but I do right. want to be there and see them play and kind of, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, I want to be a dad. Like I don't want to be their coach. Sure. And so how was that relationship at you as a player? And when your dad would come to games, how was that? Oh, it was great. I mean, he, he showed absolutely zero emotion. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he would sit in the stands and he would just watch. And then after the game, if I wanted to talk to him about it, then he would talk to me about it. But if I didn't want to talk to him about it, he wouldn't talk to me about it. So he never really pressed the issue. Um, never forced me to play a game. Never, you know, just really let me make my own decisions, you know? And really it wasn't until I want to say junior high when I said, Hey dad, I want you to, I want you to help me get better. That's when he really, you know, put his thumbprint on my game and started helping me because he never wanted to, he never wanted to push me into doing it, you know, just because he was coaching. He didn't want me to be like, oh, I have to play. And I'm, I'm the same way with my son right now. You know, we were just outside shooting, but I don't ever force him. He's got to come to me and say, hey, dad, I want to go outside or hey, dad, I want to go work out. Then I'll go. Then I'll go out there with him. I, don't, I want him to be a kid. Now, do I want him to play? Of course, but I'm not going to push it on him. So. No, I'm, I have two boys. Um, one of the reasons I went to Buchanan, I left Fresno Pacific to go to Buchanan was because my oldest was going to be his senior year. And he was coming off in like two major knee injuries and there's a possibility of him playing, just, you know, being able to spend more time with him. And then I got a 14 year old as well. And, you know, both of them, it's always been my 14 year old. It's, he wears a size 12 right now. His hands are same size as me, same size hands as mine. And he's probably going to be at least six, three. And he just breaks my heart because he doesn't really love basketball and it's, I don't push him as well. And it's just like, I want you to find that drive yourself. And, you know, you can't force it on people. It's, they got to, you know, they got to find that love within themselves. And for so, sure. I mean, I was, a, I was a better baseball player than I was a basketball player. I just, I just didn't love it. You know, I mean, my dad, it's crazy. My dad played college baseball and now he's a college basketball coach. Go figure. Oh, wow. But I mean, I was better at baseball than I was at basketball. I just didn't love the game. What position so did you play in I, baseball? Pitcher. Oh, nice. What was your best pitch? Yeah. My uh, split finger. My split finger fastball was nasty. It it died. It died about six inches from the plate. So that that and my knuckleball was a pretty good pitch. Um, but yeah, no, I just didn't love it. I loved hoop and uh, I I did all right. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually did you play baseball all four years at Centennial? No, I just played one year in Colorado. Oh, I okay. My freshman, freshman year, year yeah. I played my I played my freshman year in Colorado, and then I just decided that I just, I didn't love it. And it was time to devote um, all my time and energy into basketball to make sure that, you know, I was able to, to get some, some looks collegiately. So, so a lot of baseball you know. players lucked out then is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They lucked out. They didn't have to face my split finger fastball. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So when you go get into uh when you do get, get into coaching, what was, uh, what was the next step there? How'd that start? 
so I was, it was 2007 and I was working at a group home and I just got the itch. I just got the itch to be around um, the game. And so I went to uh, Greg Burt, who's the head coach at Bakersfield High School. And we had a good, he coached at North when I was at Centennial. So he coached against me. We had a good relationship there when I, when I was a player. And I just, I just say, hey, coach, I want to I wanna be around the game. I want to coach. Do you, do you have a spot for me? And so he gave me the freshman team um, at, B- at BHS. And I was there for two years. Uh, we went like 23 and two my first year and 22 and four my second year. I had, I had Eric Smith, who's playing overseas, who can really play. He played at Cal Lutheran um, out of high school. I had... Um, I had Ryan Stapp, whose brother Ronnie uh, was won a won a won a state championship at Fullerton College. Um, I had Tyrone Wallace, um, his his freshman year, who's in the G League right now, bouncing back and forth between the G League and the NBA. Um, and I had Derek Brown, who played at San Francisco State. And I had a lot of guys who could really play, um, so I was blessed um, to have them. And then uh, and then I left uh, when AJ took over as a head coach at Liberty and uh, I was his assistant. So I uh, figured I'd help my brother-in-law out a little bit. Um, and I was his head, his assistant for two years. And then my son was born. So my second, my second child was born and it was time to, to step away and, and raise my, raise my, raise my kids and I had a couple more kids and got married. And, and then uh, Kyle comes back after retiring and he takes over at BCHS and we've been friends for a while. And every time he came home uh, from overseas, he, he stayed with me at my house. And uh, so we built a, a really strong relationship. Um, and then he came back and it was his baby, you know, uh, his first coaching job. He wanted to, he wanted to do it himself and I didn't want to force my help on him. I talked to him about it and he just wanted to really do it, do it himself. And I told him, I said, bro, it's tough being a varsity head coach by yourself. And, you know, he didn't listen. He was young and stubborn, uh, whatever. And then he did it his first year. And then after that first year, he came to me. He's like, all right, all right, gee, I need your help. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I was assistant for him for two years. And we had we had a lot of success. Um, obviously, some shortcomings in, in the big games at Selland uh, that we that we probably should have won, but didn't, didn't get over the top on them. And then... Uh, he decided to step away and, and open his facility in town and, and just be an entrepreneur and get into business. And, and they, they gave me the job last year and, and it was, you know, the rest is history. So is that, so when Kyle kind of, did he kind of have, it was, was this kind of like a transition or like, was this kind of a plan that he maybe, you know, taking over his business and kind of handing you over the program? Was this like, like in talks or was this kind of just like a spur of the moment type deal? No, he, he, he had planned, like he, he didn't want to be coaching for that long. He he had planned uh, to do the business thing. Um, and I wasn't sure I wanted to take over at first. Um, but I knew I didn't want to leave Seth and Lendl and Ben, um, hanging out to dry with a new coach coming in and going through that whole transition. And so I I talked to my wife and it, it took a little bit of pleading, but um, she said, all right, you got two years. So 
um, until Seth graduates and Lendo graduates and, and then we'll go from there. So this is the end of year two. And then, uh, and then I'll have to revisit that with her because Ooh. at the end of the, at the end of the day, she's the boss. So she tells me it's, that's it. Then that's it. So happy wife, happy life. Are we going to have some breaking news? Is there some breaking news we're going to be dropping on this podcast? <laughs> nah, there's no breaking news yet. We, <laughs> we, we, we got, we got some breaking news this morning. We did. Um, we got some breaking news this morning. So that was, that was good news. Um, I saw so you, hopefully, I saw you tweet. They can test me as many times as they want, as long as these kids get to play. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm in law enforcement. My wife's in law enforcement. And so we both already have both doses of the vaccine. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. And I mean, even if they still want to test me, go ahead. You can test me whenever you want. So let's, let's talk about that real quick. You're, you know, most, most basketball coaches, they're on campus in some, in some capacity. What's it, uh, what's it like being, you know, working full time outside of basketball? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging at times, you know, it's tough that I don't have anyone on campus to be there for the guys. Um, but at the same time, they know that they can call me, um, whenever they want. And, um, you know, I'm, I've been at the probation department since 2008. So I've built a nice, nice career. Um, and I'm just now to the point to where, you know, I have a really good spot. So obviously you have to work your way into that and, and earn your stripes and everything like that. But right now, um, we started a new, a new unit, um, at a, at juvenile hall and at all the other, uh, probation facilities that we have where, it's called a wrap unit and we respond to youth that are in crisis, whether it's a small crisis, a big crisis or whatever. And I have a certain way that I talk to these kids and the rapport that I've built with them, that they really respond to me. Um, so I'm not even in the unit anymore. I do a lot of paperwork. I do a lot of crisis calls. And then not only that, um, I, I teach, I do a lot of instructing to the newer uh, juvenile corrections officers and, and teach them how basically how to communicate with these kids. I was actually teaching yesterday and today. So, you know, I have a really good gig right now. Um, I'm appreciative of that. So that's just, that just is what it is. So until they decide that they want to pay me a hundred grand a year at BCHS <laughs> to go, to go coach and teach, then, then this is where I'm at. So, um, that safety retirement is, is tough to pass up. If they, if they offer I'll come coach BCHS, I'll, we'll move. My family will move to Bakersfield for a hundred grand. That's what I'm saying. I, like, let, let's go. If you really, if you want me on campus, let's go. That, that That's, that's my number. But you know, the safety retirement for law enforcement, it's, it's tough to pass up. Like I, I got, I got, uh, I got in it a little late, but I'm, I'm two and a half percent at 55 and how that works is. So I'll have 30 years in at 55 and two and a half percent times the 30 years you do times the two and a half times however many years you put in that's the percentage of your highest highest year and you get that for the rest of your life when you retire yeah that's that's hard to pass up yeah so i mean i'll 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 get probably 75 80 grand in retirement every year for the rest of my life when i retire at 55 that's yeah not bad at all okay so you yeah. kind of talked about um, coaching with, uh, AJ, who I coached with at FPU for a year, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. like, and you know, I've never coached in Bakersfield, but like, I look at like Fresno and the coaches in Fresno, the connection, like everyone, it seems like everyone in 
Fresno is somehow connected somehow, some ways. I feel like they're either under the Vance Wahlberg tree or like the Von <laughs> Webb tree, right? Like, how is it like, what is like the dynamic in Bakersfield and like, like are Bakersfield coaches close? Are they close knit group? Are they really not close knit? How does that, how's that? Not, not close knit. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of hate. Um, I would say, uh, some people are close knit. Some people aren't, um, you know, I, I just, I try to, I try to reach out to as many coaches as possible. Obviously I'm, I'm really close, close with AJ. He'd be my brother-in-law. Um, I'm really close with Brian Dignan at Garces, um, who was my dad's assistant at Cal state, you know, and, uh, me and me and Berg are still really cool since I coach with him and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just, it, it's not, a, it's not a real tight knit group. It's, it's not. Um, and we, we are trying to change that. Um, and I'm, I'm really close with, uh, Wesley Davis at Foothill also. So we're, we're trying to change the narrative, but it, it's not tight knit like Fresno is. Okay. And then another question I'd probably be, and this is me, you know, obviously outside looking in, why doesn't Bakersfield get the respect in this section in hoops, at least in hoops? I feel like they never get the truly respect every time, like the CIF playoffs come out. I always feel like the teams that are getting screwed are the Bakersfield schools. I think it's more than hoops. It it, it goes to most sports. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but at the same time, the track has been predominantly better than any league we've had um, in Bakersfield. You know, if we're being honest, do, do, do I think we get screwed? Yes. But at the same time, the, the better schools in the section are normally coming from the track. Um, so I get it. Um, and Fresno gets, a, gets a lot, of, a lot more love than we do. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, after our run last year, I thought we were a top four seed in division three in the state playoffs. Um, I thought we were better than everybody in our section, except for San Joaquin Memorial. Um, and we, they bumped us down to D four and we were still a five seed. Um, which was crazy to me, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we've been getting slighted for, for a while. I mean, when I was with Li at Liberty with AJ, I think we got like the five or six seed one year. We had to go to Central early on, and it was just like, man, like, what are we doing? Like, we won league, and we, yeah. we were loaded. So, but no, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know, but we do need to get over the hump and, and beat those teams that, that run the Wahlberg shit more often. No, it's, yeah. Um, you guys piss somebody off in the CIF. Season. <laughs> That's for sure. It's probably, it's, it's probably me. Cause I have no filter <laughs> and I just say what the say. I say whatever the hell I want. It's probably me that pissed somebody off. Um, and then I, 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 we're going to talk about, about your guys' team this past year as well. But, um, mm -hmm. like I look back at, right. Like you graduated 2000, I graduated Oh two. And I look back and, like I look at the high schools in Bakersfield and how talented they, like the talent was, you know, like, like it seemed like every year it was Bakersfield always had a team. Stockdale was competitive. Mm -hmm. so ten, you know, like you guys mm -hmm. always like South Bakers, like there was always those schools in mm -hmm. Bakersfield that it was just like any, like they always had at least one or two guys that could just flat out fill it up. And right. I don't, you know, like, I think it's a little big now, like you have that, but there was like a, I feel like there was a kind of like a lull in Bakersfield as a whole. Right. Were you, and why do you think that? Why do you think? Uh, that? No, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a time where, 
that was always a really good team. And then there was a little bit of a break um, after I want to say Kyle graduated Garces and Swift and the Shelton brothers were gone. Um, and then it kind of picked back up again uh, with Centennial being really good, Independence being really good, um, stuff like that. And now we're really good. Obviously, Foothill had a really good run. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And we're so spread out. Like, there's there's like 20 high schools in town. So the districts are crazy. So you'll always have one or two really good players here and there. And then, but the there's so many high schools in town. So it's tough. Like before in the eighties and nineties, there was like five or six high schools. So it was South Foothill, North, East, West, and Highland. And I think that was it. So, but now with, with us growing um, and our population getting so much more, there's just so many more high schools. No, I definitely, I, I you know, you can say the same thing. I, you know, me being a Clovis high grad, like I look at it now, just, the Clovis teams, you know, like you look at the Clovis Unified teams, like they're not as dominant as they once were. And I, you know, I, I look back at the Clovis West with, you know, Vance Wahlberg, what he had with like Tyrone Jackson and Chris Hernandez and yep. Jason Wall, you know, like those teams are absolutely yeah. stacked and loaded. And, yeah, you know, and like, Brad Hurdle, Brad yeah, Hurdle. I remember, I remember, I remember that team. Just Vert. I remember that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Jump out of the gym. Yes. No, I remember that team. And I remember, uh, the team that, that that they had at Central that year, God, they were loaded. Uh, we played them my senior year. I think I had like, I don't know, 20-something, and they, they had a little point guard that could really play. God, I can't remember his name, but he was – it was it was 2000, um, and they had a wing that could really go. Central was loaded that year. And then is that the year, too, they had the foreign exchange kid who went to Villanova? Yep. Yep. Yeah. They beat our They beat our ass. <laughs> No, yeah, they were. They, yeah, they were. They were good. They were talented. All right, so let's kind of talk about. I know this is a sore subject, but we'll talk about that <laughs> Bakersfield Christian team last mm-hmm. year. How talented you guys were, and you kind of talked about, you know, how you you felt you were probably the second best team in the section last year. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about your Stanford stud. Okay. So right, yeah. you first of all, I think there's a picture of him, like he's he's going like Tom Brady on us with like all these championship <laughs> rings. That's my guy right there. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, nah, he, uh, that kid is amazing. He's the best kid I've ever been around. Just the, his personality, um, his character, his work ethic, his will to win, his leadership, like I could go on, like we could, I could talk about that kid for hours, just about how great of a kid he is and how great of a person he is, how great of a human. And then you throw in the athletics on top and then I could talk even more about it. I mean, we were on three to start the year and then we were three and four. And then he comes out and we go 23 and one. And with our one loss to Clovis West by one in overtime. Like, I mean, that's just, he, he brings everybody together. He commands you play as hard as you possibly can. So not only do I, am I on him, but then he's on him. And if anyone tries to say anything to me, 
then he's like, nah, shut up. Coach is trying to talk to you about something and he's on you for a reason. Let's go. Like it, it it's amazing. The kid is the kid is some and then, you know, high school kids and stuff like that, whenever my wife would come around, my kids would come around, he would always make a point to go give my wife a hug, say hi to my kids, always make sure that they felt like they were involved in everything. I mean, he came over for dinner, I want to say last week or or a week and a half ago before he went back to Stanford. Um, so I had him over for dinner and him and his girl came over and I cooked some food and we hung out. And you know, I always say, man, I can't wait till the 2023 draft when you're a second or third round pick. That's awesome. That kid is, that kid is amazing. How much does his, him winning a state championship in football, you think help you guys go on your guys' state run? That's a good question. I never really thought about that, to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't say it, it. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't say it had had that big of an impact. Um, it might have hurt it, to be honest with you, because okay. he was because he missed seven games, <laughs> <laughs> and and then all the wear and tear on his body. Um, but we we had aspirations of winning the state championship the two years prior. Um, we we never really talked about a valley championship. We always talked about a state championship. Um, cause we, we knew the type of kids that we had, but they were just really young and didn't know how to win, didn't know how to get over the hump. Um, so we have been talking about a state championship since, uh, Ben's sophomore year, uh, when we brought in Lindell, when we brought in Seth as freshmen, um, you know, we had a really young team and, you know, we, we lose in the Valley championship game to Kerman, um, Ben goes one for 13, misses 12 layups, just wasn't ready for the moment. Um, but then we go and we're the 13 seed in division four state and we go at, uh, San Luis and beat them on the road and then, uh, lose the park view or view park. I'm not sure how it is, but it's down there in LA. We lose them by one, um, in the second round and they go on and win the state championship. So we always had state on our mind. Um, so I, I don't think that had a, a, a big impact on it. We knew. Like me going to that first practice when Ben was a sophomore um, and Seth and Lindell were incoming freshmen and, and we had all these guys around. I was like, man, I can't wait till Ben's a senior and these guys are juniors to see what this team's going to look like. And then it just so happened that I ended up being the head coach for that. And I just I got to be around to see it through. So I got lucky. I can co- I, I, I can coach a little bit, too, but <laughs> I, I, I did get lucky. No, it's always, yeah. When you have those type of special kids and you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it, they don't come around very often, those special teams, no. those special kids and to have those magical runs, it, it, everything has to kind of fall in place. For sure. It does, you know, and I mean, we were, we were an MRI away from, from being screwed because, you know, he gets, he gets hurt, um, in our first round game of the SYC against, uh, Tatchby. He has like, he has like 15 and eight in like six minutes and I pull him out and we're up like 30, like quick. And I sit him down and everything's fine. Nothing happened. He stands up off the bench and he starts limping and he's like, Ooh, ah. And I look over and I'm like, bro, no, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I don't know. My knee just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, don't do this to me. And he's like, coach, I'm serious. It just doesn't feel right. I'm like, all right. So, 
and then we end up we end up playing Garces uh, or Liberty the next round, and he's going to go get an MRI. And I tell his parents, and his parents are like he wants to go. We're going to let him play it. And I just told him, nope, not 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 on my watch. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, this kid has an NFL future in front of him. I am not going to be in the way of that. And until his MRI results come back, he's not playing. And they were like, they were kind of upset with me, but they understood why I was holding them out. It's not about me. It's not about this basketball season. It's about Ben's future. And he has a very bright future and he's going to make a lot of money playing in the NFL. And I'm not going to get in the way of that. So he had to miss the game against Liberty, uh, which we which we won. My point guard Seth Maranto stepped up. He had like twenty five, eight, and eight, and then uh, and then we lose to Garces, which killed Ben because he hadn't lost to Garces at all his whole high school career, football or basketball, and that's our big rival. So that was killing him to watch it. And then we get the MRI back uh, a couple of days later, and he's cleared. He's good to go. And then uh, and then we go go win a Valley Championship and go in the state run and, you know, about to win a state championship before COVID hit. And you guys played Hoover at Zelland, right? Yeah, we played Hoover. Um, and they, man, they were, they were super talented. Um, obviously with AJ George and, and other guys who could really make plays. Um, but I think they were really going through the same things we went through the last two years, uh, where we were just young and didn't know how to win that game. Um, and, and that's, that's the that's the biggest thing um, that I that I expressed to to Zell Archie after the game. Um, I said, Coach, I said, I said, you guys will be back. I said, I know I know what you're feeling right now. It's not a good feeling. I said, but we've been there two years in a row. We were young, just like you, and it was it was our time right now. But you'll be back and and you'll win one um, because you you guys will learn how to win this game. Um, so yeah, it, that was a good game, but we kind of pulled away um, in the second half. No, yeah, they were that that Hoover team, super long, super athletic, mm-hmm. and they get out and go. Um, you don't hear that very often, too. You, you're talking about Ben and right kids going to Stanford playing football, and a lot of times, you know, like the colleges don't really want you playing basketball because of, you know, you can roll an ankle or, you know, ACL, just those type of, you know, injuries happen, just banging bodies and jumping. And so, right. so was that ever, was that ever brought up? Was that ever like, like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't play football or play basketball or. So when he, when he was getting ready to make his decision, his final four were Notre Dame, Washington, UCLA and Stanford. Um, Notre Dame, Washington, and UCLA wanted him to graduate early and enroll in school. But Ben always wanted to go to Stanford. And I knew that about Ben. He always wanted to, that, that was just his dream school. His, he always wanted to go to Stanford. And I get it. I mean, if you're, you're a young kid. You go to Stanford, you get a degree from Stanford. I mean, you can get a job anywhere when you have a degree from Stanford. And then not only that, you know, they produced elite NFL tight ends. You know, Zach, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, uh, Levine Toilolo. Um, I think I'm missing a couple. Uh, Kobe Fleener. You know, they, they've had, they, they produce NFL tight ends. So in the back of my mind, I knew, I always told him he was going to Stanford. Um, and Stanford 
was the only team that didn't want him to gra- didn't want him to graduate early, that wanted him to finish school and then come, and they also encouraged him to play basketball. So I've always told Ben that at some point when all this is over, I need to come up there for a game and I need to shake David Shaw's <laughs> hand and tell him and, and tell him thank you because I owe I owe him a thank you for sure. Yeah, you need to wear your state championship ring for that handshake. I will. I yeah. will for sure. I'll, I will. I'll wear it on my right hand too, so I can <laughs> so, so so he so he can feel it when we shake hands. So what, like, right? You guys just won the Southern Section Championship, and mm-hmm. then right, you're preparing for the state finals, and then this chaos transpires. And so, what do you like? Right? Nobody knew what was going to happen. Right? Nobody knew like, mm-hmm. hey, like the whole world is shutting down or so like, what is, what is your mindset at that point? Like, are you, you know, like, are you telling your players like, Hey, we might right cause there's still that possibility that you might have a game. So are you just like, Hey, we still got to stay ready. Like, what is, what is your thought process at that moment? I'm going to be honest with you. We never really, we never really thought about it. We never really talked about it. We didn't think about it. I, so we, we beat Palisades. We come back. The next day, I uh, go to work, and I get off work. I, I go to practice. It's my regular routine. I get to practice. I have I have the Southern Section or the Southern Regional Final uh, plaque in my hand, and my aide meets me outside. I give it to him, and he starts talking to me like, yo, this is a real thing. Like, we might not – there might not be fans. Like, I said, I don't give a shit if there's fans or not. Like, I, I just want to play the game. Yeah. Just let's just let us play the game. And so we're talking and you know, normally normally my guys, we have a film room and normally they're in there messing around, waiting for me to come in. And I finish talking to my AD and I walk in and they're already watching film at Brookside Christian. And I walk in and they push pause and they look at me and they go, Coach, this is who we play? And I'm like, Yeah. And they're like, Coach, they're not ready. I'm like, all right, well, let's, let, let, let's keep, let, let, all right, guys. And, and I get it. I've been a player. I've, I understand how that goes, but as a coach, I'm like, all right, guys, let's watch more film. Let, let, let's, let's turn another one on and see what they do there. And let, let's watch a few and we'll see where we go. And then we'll go get our shots up and we'll get out of here. And so we watch a couple more films and they had a, they had a player who could really go. They had a little point guard is Geronimo De La Rosa. He, he could really play. Um, but one of our best defenses was a diamond and one. We ran it against Clovis West. We ran it against Pacific Christian, and it really slowed down um, Cole Anderson and Houston Millette, who uh, obviously are going to have really good college careers at Santa Barbara and Pepperdine. And he wasn't not a knock on him, but he was he's not as talented as those just not guys. at those those guys' level, right? And so it was like, okay, we. We know what we're going to do. I'm going to put Seth on him. We're going to go diamond and one. And they had no size inside. Uh-huh. So they had no, they had no answer for Ben, none. And we, we made it a point to get him the ball. And we had guys who back to back to feeding the post who could feed the post. And we had guys who could really shoot it on the outside. So if you double him, we're going to get wide open shots and we were really unselfish with the ball. We'd make the extra pass. Um, so we knew we'd get whatever we wanted offensively and we knew defensively that they were going to have a tough time. 
scoring the ball because we were going to make it really hard on their best player to even get a shot up. Just wear him down. So, yeah, just just really just have Seth guard him 94 feet, and then help is everywhere. Uh, we're heavy help and in, in every direction. Um, and you know that's that that's where we were at with that. Then you got so, that mouse in the house. Right, exactly. So we were just going to feed feed that ball, you know. And I don't, I don't know. Did, were you at? Did you catch our game against Hoover? I did not. Okay, so he had twenty four and seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah, he would have probably had something similar to that at at Golden One, uh, maybe more. So um, yeah, that was that was yeah. that was what we had. That's what, that was what we had planned, and that that was what we were going to go, and then. I get home from practice and Rudy Gobert test positive for coronavirus. And yep. the next day was, man, that's, that was one of the toughest days of my life. Um, you know, get been on the conference call with all the other um, schools and, and them saying that, that it was canceled and me having to tell my guys that our season was cut short was, that was one of the most emotional and, and tough times that uh, I've ever had to deal with. Yeah, I got to imagine that's, you know, that next team meeting after the game's canceled, that's got to be, that's got to be rough, man. Those kids have been working towards one thing, one goal, and it just gets taken yeah. from them just like that. I cried like a baby. Yeah, it was tough. Because not only that, just everything we worked on the, the previous two years when we came up short in Selland and then, you know, we, we win a state game the first year and then lose by one. Uh, to to Parkview, who wins the state championship, and then the next, the following year, we lose by one in overtime to Pacifica Christian in the state playoffs after losing the foothill and selling just everything we went through, and then we're finally doing everything that we sought out to do, win a valley championship, and we're getting ready to play for a state championship, and the pinnacle of our sport for high school is right in front of us. We're, we're 32 minutes away from getting it done. And this happens. It was, that was tough. It was really tough. Yeah, it's rough. Now, uh, you know, I guess if there is a bright side, it's nobody beats you. You're, you know, no, nobody beat you. You're well, state champs in my book. No one was going to beat us if we played the game either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's a learning experience for, for all of us. And, you know, we'll, we'll be better for it down the line, you know, adversity hits, you know, that shows the true character of a man. So at least all these guys have faced adversity and they fought through it and they'll be better men for it down the road. So if I go into Bakersfield Christian high school and I go in that gym, am I going to see a state banner hanging? You damn, you damn right. You are. I love it. (laughs) I love it. You're damn right. You are. There's one right now. That's there's one awesome. on there right now. And there's going to be one hanging outside of the gym right next to the football state championship at some point when we can have that ceremony. Nice. That's you know, awesome. but, but we can't, we can't have it yet. So, you know, cause of COVID and everything like that, but hopefully one day we'll have that ceremony and, you know, I'll, I'll invite both of you guys down for that. How about that? That's awesome. That's right. We'll be and there. Drinks on me after. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely liking that. So was there any, <laughs> when you decided like, Hey, we're going to get rings. Was there any mm-hmm. backlash from anybody or? Um, 
No, I mean, I, I heard a little bit, uh, you know, uh, hey, are we doing this co-champion thing or, or, you know, you didn't win the game, whatever. Um, I don't really care. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think about me. Um, I don't, I, I just don't care. Like, I don't have, like, like I told you before, I don't have a filter. As long as my wife is happy with me, my, my children are happy with me and, and my players who I pour my heart and soul into are happy with me. That's all I care about. And my kids deserve that. They deserve those rings. They earn those rings and I'm going to get them for them. I don't care. So they, they deserved it and, and they deserve to be, you know, celebrated. So I was ready to go. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. I would have done the same thing. Oh yeah. I agree with you. And that's what's crazy is you, you know, we're talking about Bakersfield and the last two state champions to come from boys basketball mm-hmm. is not coming from Fresno. They're coming yeah, from no. Bakersfield. Yeah, no. And, and we were, I think uh, to be honest with you, I think we were close. We were really close to being in the open division um, for the Valley playoffs. We were, I, if Ben doesn't get hurt um, and I, and I think if we win the SYC, um, I think we have a chance to get in either over St. Joe's or Arroyo. Um, I think Clovis West and San Joaquin were in no matter what. And then also, I think it, maybe if we win that game against Clovis West, we might be in the open too. So we, we were close to being in the open. Um, but you know, things happen for a reason and, and, uh, you know, that, that, that bounce that Max Phillips had that hit the rim like 17 times before the ball went in and they beat us by one and, and Ben getting hurt, um, put us in the division three bracket in our regular division. But, you know, that's, that's the goal for us. We hopefully, um, we will get to have a playoffs with this shortened season. That's going to happen here this year. And our goal is to be open. We want to play the best and, uh, and we're ready for it. Yeah. That's big time coach. I mean, you know, I work at a small school too. So to, mm-hmm. to go, you know, rise through those ranks and get up to the top that, you know, that's every small school's dream, but most don't mm-hmm. pull it off, especially, you know, in the central section. Um, it's right. hard to do. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, we, like I said, we, we had shortcomings the last, the, the previous two years and, and that was tough, but you know, we had a, after we beat Sanger in the semifinals, um, you know, it, a lot of emotions riding high, uh, and my good friend, Carrie Osip, who does our news for sports for 23 news. She comes up to me right after the game and she's like, Hey, you won. You're getting ready for selling. Um, tell me what you think. And it was like right after we win the game. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, here it goes. I said, I'm just telling you right now, we're not walking out of seven with a second place trophy. It's just, it ain't happening. And she was like, well, cut. We're good. We got, we got our sound bite. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it was just something that, that, that we needed to accomplish. Now, obviously, like I said, the state, state championship was always the goal, but for us, you know, losing the previous two years and selling, we, we wanted to get that done. We wanted to get that done. We wanted to, we wanted to be on that podium and, and celebrate a, a championship and then, and then reach our, reach our real goal, which was a state championship. I'm sure Tazel had that little video clip 
pulled and showed to all his players and <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he did too. I'm sure he did too. He's a great coach. Um uh, one of his really good friends is uh Ramel Curry, um, who played for my dad at Cal State Bakersfield and then played overseas for a long time and, and made a lot of money. He's now back in Fresno and he's helping with some player development stuff on the side um in town and and so yeah, I, I'm sure he did because me and Ramel are really close and and Melly and, and Tazel are close. So I'm sure he had that pulled up and was ready to go. But we were just we were just ready. We were ready for that moment. That's awesome. So one thing I is I follow you guys on social media. And the one thing I always <laughs> my man Rue always stirring up stuff on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> always stirring up that's stuff on does. social media. And so I always see like there's an argument about the the city player, the city player of the year, the Bakersfield player of the year. Oh God. (laughs) It's not close. It's not close. It's not close. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not close. Like I, I I mean, I can go on and on and on and I we could really talk about it, but it's not close. It's not close. And, and hopefully Rue will listen to this. If if they would have taken care of business and beaten Sanger, then we could have played them in the semifinals of Valley, and we could have handled it on the court. But they lost, so we weren't able to handle that. I had to, uh, I'll leave, and and I'll leave it at that. I had to. And you know, I had to bring that. that up. You talk about Rue no, stirring it up. Yeah, fine. I think Jason's stirring it up right now. And and that's fine. And I love Rue, and Rue no, knows yeah. I love him. No, I know, and that. I know he, and I know, and I know he loves me, but. At the end of the day, they should have beat Sanger so we could have played them. You're always going to def- you know how it is. So you're always going to defend your guy. Of course, and he's supposed to defend his guy, and I'm supposed to defend my guy. So that I mean that that's that's without being said <laughs> for sure. But it ain't close. <laughs> Coach, we talk about that small school life down there at BCHS. Um, I, that's kind of unprecedented, right? You got a football state championship. And you followed up with a basketball state championship. What the heck is that going on at that campus? What's the, what's, I mean, are you guys on campus right now? Yeah, they've been on campus since, uh, since the school year started. Okay, good. So, Um, I mean, what's the the mood on campus? You guys are just killing it. I haven't been on campus because we haven't been able to do anything. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it was huge. And imagine being Ben Urosik being the best player on the football team and winning the state championship, then being the best player on the basketball team and winning the state championship. That dude is a legend. Yes, he is. And in California too, like this isn't like Montana or, you know, like it's smaller. No. This is California and they'll do that. Yeah. It's I mean, he, he was, yeah, he was, he was grid. He was grid hoop state athlete of the year. He was division four state athlete of the year. Like all, all of those accolades came in. And but you want to ask me if he was the best? <laughs> you want to ask me if he was the best basketball player? It's like get get out of here, Jay. Get out of here. Come on, man. We're talking about a kid that's at Stanford. He's at Stanford. Like, and, and he and he could play. He could play at Stanford for basketball. In my opinion, he could he could be a ten minute a guy right now at Stanford because that's how much he impacts winning. That's how much he he's a winner. He goes hard every single time he steps on the floor. He's a leader. He he's a communicator. He talks. 
just he demands people to play hard. Like that's how that's how much he impacts winning. And not only that, my dad, who would never do this for me if guys weren't good enough, he goes, I will call Jared Hoff for Ben if he wants to play there. And I'll tell him that he's good enough and he needs to give him. He needs to have him on the team after football's over. Oh wow. Like, I mean that I mean that's that's what we're dealing with here. And Ben just, you know, he just didn't want to do it. He thought it was too much, you know, school and football and everything. But I still talk to him about it to this day. Hey man, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, because Stanford we'll make, some, we'll make some calls. Yeah, because Stanford's not like regular schools. Like they don't, they no. don't care if you're an athlete or not. Like you, here's the academic standards. <laughs> yeah. There's you, no, you better, you better handle it. Yeah. So how do you replace a kid like that? You don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you, you, you don't, you just don't, you don't, you don't replace a kid like him. You don't replace a kid um, like Seth Marantos and Lendo Henderson. You don't replace kids like that. Oh, so you, you just don't like, um, Ben is a once in a lifetime kid for me to coach. I don't think I'll ever coach a kid like that ever again. And he's just, he was, he was everything uh, for the football team and for us. That kid is, I, like I said, I can rant and rave and go on and on and on, but that's, that's my guy right there. That's my guy. I love that kid. Well, I think every other, every other school in town is going to be happy that he's gone. <laughs> Oh no, they're definitely happy that he's gone. Yeah. They're definitely happy that he's gone. And and all the teams that we played before he came out were elated that he was still playing football. I think I was the only one that was mad he was still playing football. <laughs> <laughs> how what you mentioned that, those games that he got but, hurt in. Uh was he how was he a, did he impact the game even when he was on the bench? Oh, it was crazy. He was talking like it, he he was the back line of our defense and he put everyone in the right spot. And so even when he was hurt, he was sitting on the bench right next to me and he was talking the whole game, talking the whole game, directing guys where to be, what defense we were in, where do they need to go? This is what we're doing offensively, like the whole game. I'm telling you that the way this kid impacts winning and leads is elite. It's elite. Like he's a pro. He he will he will be an NFL tight end in three years. There's no doubt in my mind. Calling it now. Calling it now. First round pick. Yeah. I mean, hey, if he's not, I I I say second or third because I try not to put too much pressure on him. (laughs) But if he's a first round pick, man, I can't wait for that day. I can't wait because he deserves he deserves everything he gets because he works so damn hard and he's such a good kid. And one thing you might not know about him, he's a type one diabetic. Oh, wow. He's a type one. He has a permanent insulin injector in his back. Wow. And so there were there were times that that he his blood sugar was low. He would, he would prick himself a lot of practice and be like, coach, I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling too good. Hey man, go get some Skittles or a Gatorade. 
and he would go do that and come right back and just be back to normal. Or there was times where I would get on him and coach him hard and he'd be great. And there were times where I'd get on him and he'd get an attitude or he'd be pissy. And I'd be like, your blood sugar is low, isn't it? Go, go, go get out of here. Go get some skills for a Gatorade. Cause you're <laughs> acting like a female right now. <laughs> Awesome. Now you got some big name, you know, you got coach Carr over there on the football team. Um, how was that? How was that working relationship when you share an athlete like that? Oh, no, he, he's great. Um, if anything, it, it was me who was upset that they kept winning. I know the football um, team got too good for you. Yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, after they, after they won a Valley championship, you know, I called Ben. I said, man, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I, I was hoping that you guys wouldn't win. So you would come <laughs> out and and I would have you because I scheduled, I scheduled Pacifica Christian. Um, you know, I had some really, really good games early and that we needed them for. Um, and, but after they won a Valley, I called him. I said, go win a state championship, bro. Go win a state championship. We'll be fine. We'll be mediocre, but when you come out, we'll figure it out. And he went and did it, and then he came out, and we figured it out. So, no, nah, but Coach, Coach Carr is a great guy. Um, me, me and Darren have a great relationship. And so um, I think my outlook um, on that has definitely changed. Um, you know, I, I, want, I want them to be successful, and I want us to be successful. And if we have to share athletes, you know, it is what it is. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Uh, obviously, this year is different. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you win games in, in December and January. It matters if you win games in, in February and March. So I'm good with it, as long as he brings in some studs. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question that's going to stir up the pot here. Let's stir it. You already did. You already <laughs> stirred up the pot. Jay, come on, man. You well, we're going to stir it a little bit up. more. We're gonna, so I want to know your top five basketball Top five Bakersfield Hoopers. Top five. Goodness, that's so hard. With, well, we're talking uh, all time, right? Yes. And your time since you've been in Bakersfield. Okay. Oh, so only since 97? Yeah. What goes, yeah, time. since 97. Yeah. Ooh, 97. All right. So right off the bat, Robert Swift. Tyrone Wallace. Only two guys to put on an NBA uniform since I've been here. I agree so with those two, ha those yeah. those two have to have to be in it. Um, I would go Alfred Williams, just because I played against him. Okay, and he won a national championship uh, at Dixie State when they were when they were a JUCO. Okay, um, with Marcus Banks, who played it. UNLV and play was a yeah. lottery pick by the Celtics. Um, man, two more, and then I would go. Golly, you're killing me. Okay, well, I'm back. Sorry, we lost you there. No, you're good. I don't um, know if you you just got scared and hung up, or you, you <laughs> no. forgot two more. <laughs> you're killing me. 
two more. What about your? I'm old, gonna go. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what about your old uh, coaching buddy at Bakersfield Christian? Yes, Kyle Shiloh for sure. I don't know why. Why the why the hell did I not think of that? I'm Kyle. I'm gonna say this because hopefully he listens to it because he hates because <laughs> he because he hates when I talk about this. But people don't understand. Kyle's the all time leading. He's the all time winningest basketball player in the history of Nevada University. No one has more wins than he does oh, at, wow. at, at, Nevada, at Nevada. And that's not a slouch of a program. No, not at all. So, so Kyle, okay. So we're Kyle Swift, Tyrone Wallace, Alfred Williams. And recently do we, I, I'll, I'll go Ben. I'll go Ben. I'm a, I'm a, I'll be a homer and I'll say Ben, you're wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that pick. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I figured you had to go there. And I'll go bit I'll go bit. Who's your who's your top five, Jay? And Bakersfield? Yeah, from that from ninety seven to now. Um, so I would definitely there's three out of the five just because um the Alfred I've never seen play. So that one's tough okay. for me. But definitely you gotta okay. put Swift. You definitely gotta put Wallace. You gotta put Shiloh. Those are like for me the three that definitely just stand out for me in that program. Um okay. And then the other two, like, it's tough because, all right, like, I'm looking at it and I, like, so there's, (laughs) there's a part of Bakersfield where I don't really remember a lot. And that might be Mm -hmm. like, so I love Titus Shelton when he was there. Okay. Um, and so it's kind of tough because I never really saw Ben. So it's kind of hard to compare and really, and it's tough too, because okay. Titus didn't really end up leaving Bakersfield. So that makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was really impressed with squid. Okay. So those would probably be my five that like right now off the top of my head. And there's probably obviously other people I'm missing out on. I'm not, I'm not mad at that squid. Squid was a reason we lost the Valley championship game against them. Just long um, and athletic and, and can shoot it. Yeah. Block shots, protect the rim, rebound, all that stuff. Um, but if we go if we go all time, if we go all time, it changes. Oh yeah, I if agree with all, you. If, if you go all time, it goes Lonnie Sheldon, Chris Childs, um uh, Swift, Tyron. And the last one, I would probably go with J.R. Henderson. If we go top five all time. Okay. That's five, five NBA guys. JR only had one year in the NBA and then had a 20 year career in Japan. Um, but those are all, I mean, Lonnie Shelton was an all-star. Yeah. He was, he was really good. Um, Chris Childs, obviously with the Knicks. Um, and then Swift and Tyron and, uh, JR. Actually, uh, talking about Chris Childs went to, uh, FBU with Jesse. Oh wow! Yeah, after okay. he transferred from uh, was it Milwaukee? UW Milwaukee, I think. Yeah, I think I think that I think you're right. I think you're right. But Chris, I mean, Chris won a state championship at Foothill. I think, and he did. Foothill won one in '88. I think I think Chris was there. I'm not had sure. a nice uh, one-two combo too. We don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> no, we we can talk about that. That's what happens when you mess. With, that's what happens when you mess with Bakersfield dudes. <laughs> 
You better watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't see me going down there to those open gyms and stuff, those little tournaments. <laughs> By the way, who's the photographer? Because everyone seems like they walking in the gym and they have all these like swagged out pics and like, who's, who's out here just taking all these pics, just posting them <laughs> on social media? Hey, there's a lot of guys out there. There's a lot of guys out here. There, we we out here. We're trying to <laughs> trying to trying to put Bakersfield on the map. Like you said, we we've been underappreciated and undervalued for a long time. So now uh, there's a lot of guys in town that are that are trying to help kids get out. So it's much appreciated for sure. Well, Isaiah Hill tried to put you guys on the map the other night, hitting that game winner. Hey, that was big. And I don't know if you saw his game. Uh, the week before against UNLV, the first game when they won, he had like 19 and seven. Um, I texted him right after. I said, bro, this is the, that's the best game I've ever seen you play. And I've seen, and I've watched Isaiah play a lot of games. Um, but the way he uh, dictated tempo, changed pace, um, you know, just a floor general, getting, getting the ball where it needed to be, uh, when it needed to be there. He made big shots. He defended. He rebounded. Um, Man, he he he's starting to really play well, um, you know. And Hut, Hut demands that from his point guard because Hut Hut's a former point guard. So, um, but man, I, Isaiah played his ass off, and he's really really starting to put it together um, every game. So he he he's looked really good the last few games. I'm gonna cross off Titus and put Isaiah. Jose? Yeah, because I forgot Jose? about I forgot about I'm totally and his brother Elijah is probably gonna be mad at me. <laughs> Because I forgot. Yeah, Elijah could play too. Uh, he could. That Centennial team was good with him and Malcolm, and oh my goodness, super athletic. And the Czech, super talented. Yeah, and the and the Czech brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they could play. For they sure. were good, and so they and they got a big game this uh, Saturday at home against Utah State. If they can, yeah, you know, I, I, after after beating Boise on the road um, and basically ending their NCAA tourney hopes, unless they win the Mountain West, um, and then. Utah State at home on Saturday. If they can win that, and now they're five out of the last six, um, and now they're rolling in the conference tournament, they could, they could, they could uh, end, end some people's NCAA tourney dreams um, in in the Mountain West tourney. And if they if they play their cards right, they could be punching the NCAA tournament ticket themselves if they if they can win five in a row. Yeah, they just got to keep improving. They're getting better and better and better all year. So. No, they're definitely getting better, better. It's, you know, COVID year, it's so tough. They had, you know, they had three or four weeks off um, in December. You know, Hut, Hut, Hut got COVID, my dad got COVID, uh, a couple other staff members, and then six players. So they were off for, for three weeks. And it's tough when you get a new team with a bunch of transfers and, and guys that haven't played together for a while. And then you got to take a three-week break and, you hadn't been in the gym as much before as you would have been because of all this stuff. And and then you get back and now you're, now you're starting to get some cohesiveness, chemistry and everything like that. So they're playing well at the right time. So hopefully they can, uh, they can put it together. I'd love to see pops in the, in the, in the big, in the big dance again. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, uh, man, we're, we've been going a while here. Thank you again for doing this. Hey, it's no problem. It's no problem. I need I need a refill on my drink. I know that. <laughs> I've been trying not to go downstairs so so you guys don't hear my kids on the audio. <laughs> awesome. Well, once again, man, we're just a you know brand new podcast, just trying to get this thing off the ground. But uh, 
Unbelievable. Oh, oh, I, pre- I, I appreciate you guys having me. I, lo- I love talking basketball. I, I love I, I love the game. I, I love trying to give back in, in any way that I can. And, man, I'd love to be on again. You guys just let oh, me know. We'd love to have you. Yeah. You're our first uh, outside of Fresno area. Yeah, it's our first dip okay. into the South Valley yeah. here. So, so you're there first Bakersfield, and I'm probably going to hear it from some people down in Bakersfield. They're like, why, you know, why was... Why was G the first one getting we had, hit? We had to get the state champ on. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, hey, let's go. Let's go. I know there's definitely going to be at least one assistant down there who's like, yo, you didn't you get me? <laughs> well, I, I, he's going to be mad, but it's okay. But just tell him <laughs> that, that you called me because you wanted the coach of the best player in town last year. <laughs> For sure. I might tweet that out right now. That might get tweeted yeah, you, out right now. You wanted, you wanted the coach of the Valley player of the year. <laughs> Definitely. That's when we get off, that's what's going to get tweeted out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. That's a, it's been awesome, man. Uh, thank you again. This could... Cool. No problem guys. I appreciate you and uh, you guys, you guys stay safe and, and uh, be blessed. And anytime I can, I can help you guys out with anything. You guys let me know. I we'll appreciate do. it. That's it. Off the bench. You've been listening to the Off the Bench Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Off the Bench.